Today is Thursday, November 4th. I'm Doria Fleischer, your Charles County Government Community Engagement Coordinator. Thanks for being here with us. It's been more than a month since we last sat down with Dr. Diana Abney, Health Officer for Charles County, and much has changed and evolved nationwide and within our county regarding COVID-19. Charles County commissioners continue to mask mandate for all indoor public settings in order to help prevent the spread of COVID-19 due to the Delta variant. The FDA and the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices voted unanimously in favor of Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson booster shots, and the CDC has recommended boosters for certain groups of people. Vaccines were just approved for children ages 5 to 11. It's a lot of new news and a lot of reminders of what we've already been hearing for the past year and a half. We're so glad that Dr. Abney can be with us here today to speak about all of these updates and more. Dr. Abney, thanks for taking the time to help provide our Charles County residents with timely and accurate information to keep everyone safe and healthy. I know that you are incredibly busy right now, and I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Doria, thank you very much for having me with you today. I'm always pleased to provide information through your podcast. Dr. Abney, if you don't mind, let's kind of just rehash everything that's going on with the current status of COVID-19 here in Charles County. What are the most important trends and updates that residents need to know about? So the most important things that we need to know about are that the things we are doing are working. So our numbers, our positivity is coming down, our case rates are coming down, and more importantly, or just as importantly, our vaccination numbers are starting to improve a little bit more. And with the people getting their booster or third doses, we're seeing more people who are just really truly protected from COVID by their vaccinations. So as far as updates are concerned, you sort of hit them for me just now. Uh, The biggest update is that our little citizens, 5 to 11 years of age, are now eligible to get COVID-19 vaccinations, which we know is the most important part in, in our mitigation strategies, being vaccinated. And of course, as you said, booster shots are available. The one thing we didn't mention was monoclonal antibodies, which can be given to people who are at risk for severe disease as soon as they test positive. This decreases the chances of them getting sick. So it's something to be thinking about if you become positive, but most importantly, speak to your own healthcare provider to ask them whether or not you're eligible for monoclonal antibodies or if they are necessary for you. That's great information. Thank you. And I mean, I think booster shots are something that we're hearing a lot about and third doses. If if residents in our county are interested in a booster shot or a third dose, what can they do to see if they're eligible? Where, where do they go to receive it? Do they make an appointment? How do they know? Can you give us just all, the whole deal on boosters? So the entire deal on boosters. Well, if you want to know if you're eligible, you can actually go to our website, we can go, you can go directly to our main website or to our COVID website. Our COVID website is charlescountycovid.org. Uh, and that information is there. In fact, what you will see are two buttons. Uh, one says booster eligibility. And the other one is labeled booster doses versus additional doses to help people understand if they actually need to get that third dose that we talked about, which is for people who are immunocompromised. I know that vaccinations for younger children is a topic that is on so many people's minds right now. Can you tell us what's going on with younger citizens having access to this vaccine? 
So you're exactly correct. Younger citizens are now able to get their COVID-19 vaccinations. And here at the health department, we are actually working to make all of our clinics available for them in addition to the adults and the people who are 12 and older. As far as access to vaccines for our citizens who are five to 11 years of age, they have several options. They can look at the health department's website where we have listed clinics, which they can get their vaccines at. They can also talk to their private physicians because several of the physicians in the community will be giving vaccinations to their own patients. So if they want to, they can talk to their private physician and ask if they're giving the vaccine in their office. And then there will be other spots that may have vaccines for our children five to 11. Some of our pop-up clinics and some of our pharmacy partners will be able to give those vaccines. So there'll be great access for our five to 11 year olds. So let me urge parents that when you get a chance and as early as possible, go in and get your children who are five to 11 vaccinated against COVID-19. And Dr. Abney, just to clarify, all of this is on the website, right? If a parent is looking for how to register, they can find clinics that you're doing all on the website. That is correct. They can visit our website, charlescountycovid.org, or they can go to the Maryland website, which is marylandvax.org. I'm glad that parents have access to all this information online. And Dr. Abney, I know that some parents are worried about their children, especially their younger children having the vaccine. And while the COVID vaccine is new, I assume that parents having concerns about vaccinating their children is something that has existed for years around all of our other vaccines. So you're a pediatrician also, and I know that as a pediatrician, you've probably counseled and advised families on vaccinating their children in your own practice. Can you share with us what you would say to a family that was visiting your office and who was concerned about giving a child their vaccine? So what I'd say to my patients and what I do say to my patients is that getting your children vaccinated is very important in keeping them from getting COVID-19. We know that vaccination is the main part of our mitigation strategies. We also know that children do get sick from COVID-19. They become hospitalized. They can even die from COVID-19. So one of the things we want to do is do everything as parents and other citizens who care about our children to make sure they're protected. So there's first you all getting vaccinated so that you can put that cocoon around them so that you potentially don't bring in COVID-19 to the home, but also making sure that your children are healthy, they eat right, they get enough sleep, make sure that they wear their masks, wash their hands, watch their distance, and making sure that you get them vaccinated so that they can be protected. So here's some of the things that I say. One, the COVID vaccine is safe and effective for people who are five to 11 years of age. The vaccines have actually been monitored and are continuing to be monitored more stringently than any other ones in United States history. Yes, your child will need a second dose three weeks after the first shot. The dose that they get is based on age, not weight. So for people five to 11, they get one dose and it is different than a dose that people 12 and older will be getting. So those doses are not interchangeable with the exception of if someone gets their first one when they're under 12 years of age, and then for whatever reason, say it's several months later and they're over 
12 years of age, then they would get the 12 year old one. Just like with adults, your child is not gonna get COVID from the vaccination. The vaccination does not have any live virus in it that could give the child COVID. And then the other thing that's important, especially since we're in flu season, is that there is no reason to wait between vaccines as we used to with the 14 days between vaccines. There's no reason to do that. You can get another vaccine on the same day as your COVID vaccine. And at all of our COVID vaccine sites, we have flu vaccines. So I'm gonna urge you as adults and for your children, when you get your COVID vaccine, go on and get that flu vaccine at the same time. And in many ways, the COVID vaccine is no different from your other vaccinations in that, as I tell my parents all the time, the vaccines are safe, they are effective. In America, we study our vaccines a long time before we release them to the public. So we're very confident with the amount of data that we have that shows that it is effective and that it is safe. And by getting our vaccines, I will tell my patients and I'm telling you that it helps keep your child healthy, keeps your child in school, out of the hospital, and able to do the things that we all want children to be able to do. Thank you. I really appreciate knowing that, you know, when our kids are healthy, they can do the fun things, especially with uh, with the holiday season coming up and making sure that now that we're back in school live, we keep kids in school. That's wonderful. So actually, that's a great lead in, Dr. Abney, because um, the winter and holiday season is just around the corner. I'm standing here bundled up today. I feel like it is officially cold out. What, uh, what do you advise citizens to do or know um, now that winter is here, holidays are here? How can we safely, how can we safely celebrate? So the advice has really not changed from what we talked about last year, which is celebrate your holidays, but do it safely. So that means uh, if people are vaccinated, all the better. Try to make sure that the group of people that you're going to be with are people who you live with or have lived with for some time or know that they are vaccinated. If relatives are coming, it is a good idea for them to actually wear masks, um, especially if they're not vaccinated. When you're having your holiday dinners or your holiday gatherings and there is food, Best thing is for people to bring their own. However, many of us want to have grandmother's stuffing with our Thanksgiving or our Christmas dinner or whatever family recipe that we like. So then if we're going to have it buffet style or have it where every person doesn't bring their own plate, make sure that one person is doing the plating. Make sure that one person is going in and out of any of the serving dishes that decreases the chance of any spread of infection. Now it's cold right now and it's gonna get colder, but if the weather is good, having that Thanksgiving dinner or whatever holiday dinner you have outside is actually great because that decreases the chance of you inhaling COVID-19 particles from other people. What I'm gonna say also, and lastly, is the same thing I say all the time. Remember to wear your masks, watch your distance, and keep your hands washed. These things will also decrease the spread of COVID-19. That's great advice. Thank you. And I appreciate hearing that it is okay for us to be celebrating safely with our families and um, especially sharing those recipes that we all love. I I know we've been talking about this for a while now, but I think it's still so important for people to know what should one of our county residents do if they think that they might have COVID-19? Okay. So it's going to depend on whether you're vaccinated, fully vaccinated, or 
unvaccinated. So let's start first with people who are unvaccinated uh, or who are not fully vaccinated. That means you've only had one of your primary series of two vaccines if it is Moderna or Pfizer. So if you're not fully vaccinated, you need to stay home and quarantine yourself from other people. You should watch for symptoms of COVID-19 because if you develop symptoms of COVID-19, then you need to contact your physician and you need to get tested. And if possible, stay away from other people who live with you who are at a higher risk of illness if they get COVID-19. Now, it's a little different for people who are fully vaccinated. This doesn't count for people who are in healthcare or who are in schools. You must follow the directions from your healthcare organization or from the school if you're a healthcare worker or a school person. If you're fully vaccinated, you do not need to quarantine unless you have symptoms. You should, however, be tested for COVID-19 five to seven days after your exposure. And you should do this even if you don't have symptoms. If you develop symptoms, you should be tested immediately and talk with your healthcare provider who will give you instructions on where and how to get tested. You should wear masks indoors in public for 14 days following the exposure or until you get negative test results. That's great advice, Dr. Abney. Thank you. And I appreciate you giving the, the difference between being a healthcare worker, a general citizen, and being an employee of the school system. We have talked about a lot today. I know that it's also important, but I also know that it can be so overwhelming to remember all of this. And I feel like there's news coming at us from all different outlets, and it's hard to keep track of what's the most up-to-date and what's the most accurate. Can you please just tell our residents again, what's the best place to go or the best number to call where they can have access to all of this information if they forget or if they just want clarification? So the best place to go is to look at trusted sites. Don't look at what someone is posting on Facebook. Um, look at trusted sites. And the trusted sites I'd like to point you toward are, of course, our website, charlescountycovid.org, or the state's website uh, for COVID information. And for those of you who do not have access to the internet or who are uncomfortable using it, you can call our COVID-19 call center at 301-609-6717. Thank you for all those resources. It's nice to know that there's places to go where the information will be accurate. Dr. Abney, I so appreciate you taking the time. I know that your schedule is incredibly busy right now, especially with clinics for youth opening up. But before we thank you and let you go, is there anything else you want to share with our residents? You are our health officer as a pediatrician or just one person to another. So the things I would say are just to make sure you follow the advice that is given. I realize it changes, but that is because things are being updated. For example, Three days ago, we didn't have vaccines for our five to 11 year olds. So let's make sure that we as adults get our vaccines and make sure that our children, not just 12 to 17, but five to 11 year olds get their vaccinations. And to help with that, the health department has many clinics where you and your children can be vaccinated for COVID-19. I do want you to get your flu vaccine just to make sure that you're protected from both of those illnesses. And then, other than vaccinating, the things that I always tell you is the three W's. Wear your mask, 
wash your distance and wash your hands. Dr. Abney, thank you so much for being here today. This is Dr. Diana Abney, our Charles County Health Officer. Doria, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for letting me use your podcast as a way to get information out to the citizens of Charles County. That wraps up our update for today. We urge our community to stay informed with facts from credible sources directly from the CDC and the Maryland Department of Health. If you haven't been vaccinated yet, please visit covidvax.maryland.gov or call 1-855-MD-GOVAX for assistance. And of course, all of these links and the links that Dr. Abney shared will be in the show notes as well. The health department still has plenty of clinics, including vaccination clinics for youth. You can go to charlescountycovid.org or call 301-609-6717 to schedule an appointment. Visit our website, www.charlescountymd.gov. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to the county's e-news. Sign up for our text and email alerts through the Citizen Notification System. And watch CCG TV on Comcast Channel 95 or Verizon Fios 10. We're also now streaming on Apple TV and Roku devices. Just search Charles County Government. You can subscribe to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts by searching Charles County Government and keep an eye on our YouTube channel. We want to remind you, as always, to wear your mask, watch your distance, and wash your hands. We continue to make progress in slowing the spread, and we want to keep it that way. Thanks for listening. Take care, stay safe, and stay engaged.